1: Voulez-vous coucher avec
0: moi ce soir, Michel? mama,
1: What does that mean, anyway? I don't know.
0: Would you like to sleep with me
1: tonight? Okay. I, I should learn that. So I could get slapped in the face. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty little ditty. Uh, this, um... Paul tried to get laid, pretending to be French, and he turned that into a song. Of course. I like the solo like most of the songs on rubber soul there's a lot of nice little touches you hear when you pay attention but you know this is just not my favorite it's a rare beatles song that to me is actually overplayed
0: sure uh, it's it's not my favorite either um the acoustic guitar part is pretty interesting and paul gives a really nice vocal performance i think it's one of the strongest ones on this album uh but it's just a kind of a slight song mm.
1: The song was one of McCartney's oldest, having been started around 1959. He composed a tune on his first ever guitar, a Zenith, which he still owns. That's cute. Michelle was one of McCartney's first attempts to play with a finger-picked guitar style. He said Michelle was a tune that had written in Chet Atkinson's finger-picking style. There was a song he did called Trambone, not trombone, Trambone, with a repetitive top line, and he played a bass line whilst playing a melody. This was an invention for us. Even though classical guitars had played it, no rock and roll guitars had. Based on Atkinson's trombone, I wanted to write something with a melody and a bass line on it, so I did. I just had it as an instrumental in C. Um,
0: as I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, um, in that 3 one documentary with him and Rick Rubin, he actually demonstrates how he wrote his first song, and he does this finger-picking style, um, saying this was the first song I ever wrote. So it doesn't sound like Michelle, but it's kind of clearly influenced by this is, you know, what he was trying to do when he was very young, trying to write songs and play guitar.
1: Once again, that is on
0: Hulu. I am and not paid by Hulu.
1: <laughs> and I believe the meme is them listening to Cannibal Corpse. It's edited. <laughs> I am now going to type that into YouTube. Just so Okay. I have it for after. I, what if I like just got the band all wrong? I, I hopefully not, but we'll see. Um, the French element was inspired by parties held by Austin Mitchell, one of Jalen's tutors at the Liverpool College of Arts, and potentially the inspiration behind the song's title I'm guessing by your fist pump I was correct. you're correct <laughs> uh so yeah Paul, this is Paul talker He used to throw some pretty good all night parties. you could maybe pull girls there, Ooh. which was the main aim of every second <laughs> i so i am yeah, have basically a bit of that. You could get drinks, which was another aim, and you could generally put yourself about a bit. I remember sitting around there, and my recollection is of a black turtleneck sweater and sitting very enigmatically in the corner, playing this rather French tune. I used to pretend I could speak French. Years later, John said, do you remember that French thing you used to do? Well, that's a good tune. You should probably do something with that. So, that's John. John and John... you know, when John tells you to do something, Paul, Paul tends to do it. Ivan Vaughn, who introduced John to Paul in 1957, uh, his wife helped Paul with the lyrics. She, um, what did she do? She taught <laughs> French. Yeah, that makes sense. She taught French. Uh, John helped with the middle section. He had listened to Nita Simone's version of I Put a Spell on You, and there was a line in it that went, I love you, I love you. And that's what made John think of the middle-A for Michelle. I love you, I love you. I love you. So look at that. It's
0: all you want to say.
1: George Martin, the Beatles producer, recalled that he composed the melody of the guitar solo, which is heard midway through the song and again during the fade out. He showed George Harrison the notes during the recording session and had accompanied the guitarist on piano out of microphone range when the solos were overdubbed. Harrison, uh, I, you know, eventually got tired of that, where either Paul would tell him what to play or George Martin would show him what to play. Yep. Yeah.
0: I'll do what you want. I'll play if I, if you want me to. I won't play if you don't want me to.
1: See you at the clubs. See you at the clubs. Mm. Although there's a theory that uh, Paul plays all the parts on this song.
0: Yeah. Which, you know... I know he played mostly all the parts for yesterday. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the string quartet, but I guess, you know.
1: Right. Each version of this song has a different length. The UK mono mix is 2 minutes and 33 seconds. The stereo version extends to 2 minutes and 40. And the US mono is 2 minutes and 43 seconds. The version available in the Beatles rock band has a running time of 2 minutes and 50 seconds. My God. It just keeps getting longer and longer longer. Michelle won the Grammy Award for Song of the Year in 1967, and has since become one of the most widely recorded of all Beatles songs.
0: You know, this may not be my favorite Beatles song, but it is by far the best of the songs nominated for the Song of the Year category in 1967.
1: Well, let's see. We had Born Free, The Impossible Dream, Somewhere My Love, and uh, Strangers in the Night, performed by Frank Sinatra.
0: You don't like uh, Strangers in the Night? <laughs> I mean, Burt Camford's got the mad hits, but I'd prefer uh, Michelle.
1: Okay. Oh, you don't like me? Uncle Frank? Hey. Hey. Uh, well, get a boys. No. Uh, so I did an Elvis impression and a Sinatra impression this week. Very nice. Good for me. Uh, Bob Dylan prefaced his, 19, his March 1966 dismissal of Michelle by stating, I dig the Beatles, but he clearly loathed McCartney's latest pop confection. A song like Yesterday and Michelle, hey, God knows, it's such a cop-out, man. Both of those songs, if you go to the Library of Congress, you could find a lot better than that. There are millions of songs like Michelle and Yesterday written in Tin Pan Alley. Oof.
0: He's not wrong, but, you know... <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> this is Howard uh, Kalen of the Turtles said something fun. Rubber Soul was beautiful, but made me mad. It wasn't rock enough for me, it was too sentimental and logical. I drifted toward the stones for a while until a Revolver came out and forced me to take acid and talk to the trees. Turn off your mind, saved my life, while Rubber Soul only got me laid. <laughs> I, had, I had to wait till I found a girl named Michelle, but it worked. Now I'm married to a girl named Michelle, and she ain't buying it. Amazing.
0: That's such a great quote.
1: John Croft wrote that Capital believed so strongly in Rubber Soul's and Penny's success they didn't bother to release a single from the album. While this was typical of record comedies in England, it was unusual in America. DJs soon made a decision for themselves choosing Michelle as the lead off sing- a lead-off song. To help facilitate sales, Capitol quickly slapped a bright yellow sticker on its cover announcing, here Paul sing Michelle. Uh, In a 1987 interview, Paul said the Beals were reluctant to release Michelle as a single because we didn't think it fitted our image. Um, Ian McDonald flat out said John was jealous, and that's why they didn't make it a single. Interesting. Mm -hmm. The Overlanders had a number one hit with it in 1966. They didn't care what John Lennon thought. Uh, That group infamously said that Revolver was useless and they wouldn't cover any songs from that album. My God. Our friends Vitalica did a cover of the song, incorporating the music from For Whom the Bell Tolls. So it's called For Whom Michelle Tolls. Amazing. It is on their 2013 album, Abbey (laughs) Load. Rubble Bucket did a cool five-minute version of this song in 2010. I'm seeing them next month nice the song champagne poetry from drake's album certified lover boy samples the lyrics of michelle look at that michelle was performed by paul throughout his 1993 world tour he has rarely performed a song since but did include it in a 2009 performance in dc in honor of michelle obama the american first lady and he would play it on most if not all of his performances in france or other francophone countries on uh, June 2nd, 2010, after being awarded the Gershwin Prize for Popular Song by President Barack Obama at a ceremony at the White House, Paul performed a song for Michelle Obama, who sang along from her seat. McCartney quipped, I could be the first guy to ever be punched out by a president. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Love count... Four. Cats. Josie Scale... I'm going to give this a Josie.
0: We la Josie. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.